0: This message comes from NPR sponsor HubSpot. With HubSpot Sales Hub, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked on a highly customizable platform so you can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Try it for yourself at HubSpot.com sales.
1: Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Shay Stevens. The extremist group Islamic State is claiming responsibility for the twin suicide bombings that killed more than 80 people and wounded almost 300 others on Wednesday in Iran. NPR's Aya Batrawi reports.
2: The statement claiming to be from the Islamic State group says two of its fighters, Omar al-Muahid and Saifullah al-Mujahid, carried out the attack that targeted a large crowd of Iranians in the southern city of Kerman who were commemorating the death of a powerful Iranian general who was assassinated by the U.S. four years ago. General Qasem Soleimani's forces and the proxy militias he oversaw had fought against the IS group in Syria and against Sunni-backed groups in Iraq. The purported Islamic State group's claim for the attack describes those who were targeted as Rafidin, a term used by extremists to describe Shias and other Muslims that don't adhere to their austere version of Islam. The group previously claimed attacks in Iran in 2022 and one in 2017 that targeted parliament. Wednesday's bombings are the deadliest in Iran in decades. Aya Batraoui, NPR News.
1: The White House says it has evidence that Russia has obtained ballistic missiles from North Korea, for use in the fight against Ukraine. As NPR's Windsor-Johnston reports, the Biden administration describes the move as a significant and concerning escalation in the ongoing conflict.
3: The White House has repeatedly made the case that Russia has become dependent, mainly on North Korea and Iran, for the weapons it needs to continue its invasion of Ukraine. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says Russia acquired ballistic missile launchers from North Korea and several ballistic missiles, launching at least one into Ukraine on December 30th. He also says the administration believes the Kremlin is escalating talks with Tehran to obtain similar weapons.
1: NPR's Windsor Johnston reporting. Customs and Border Protection has resumed operations at four points of entry along the southern U.S. border. Texas Public Radio's Marianne Navarro reports on vehicle processing at a bridge in Eagle Pass, Texas.
0: The reopening of International Bridge One comes a little more than a month after it was shut down following an ongoing influx of migrant crossings. CBP redirected personnel away from the Eagle Pass crossing in order to help Border Patrol process migrants, causing long delays at the remaining bridge. Eagle Pass has been the epicenter of ongoing debates over immigration policy and Texas Governor Greg Abbott's border security initiative, Operation Lone Star. House Speaker Mike Johnson visited the city Wednesday and called for the resumption of immigration policies backed by former President Donald Trump. I'm Marianne Navarro in San Antonio.
1: Wall Street stocks closed mixed today ahead of the government's latest monthly report on hiring. The Dow gained 110 points. The Nasdaq lost 81. The S&P 500 dipped 16 points. This is NPR. A school shooting in Perry, Iowa, has claimed two lives, including the shooters, and left five others injured. The suspect has been identified as 17-year-old Dillard Butler. Investigators believe he died of a self-inflicted bullet wound. Perry is situated about 40 miles northwest of Des Moines. A new study finds that taking the COVID antiviral Paxlovid does not reduce the chance of later developing chronic symptoms known as long COVID. The study was published today, as NPR's Will Stone reports there had been some hope that taking Paxlovid when
2: you first get infected would make it unlikely you'd later end up with long COVID. Researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, set out to answer that question. They compared about 350 people who took Paxlovid with those who didn't. No one was hospitalized and the participants were vaccinated. Dr. Matthew Durstenfeld at UCSF was the study's author.
0: The Paxlovid did not actually prevent them from developing long COVID. And we surveyed them on average about six months later.
2: There's separate research currently going on to see whether a course of
1: Paxlovid can help symptoms once someone has long COVID. Will Stone, NPR News. In Nevada, a judge is back on the bench after being attacked by a felon in a battery case. Clark County Judge Mary Kay Holthus was announcing her sentence when the defendant lunged toward the bench and started hitting her. Officials say the judge was injured and a courtroom marshal was hospitalized with a gash on his forehead and a dislocated shoulder. The sentencing hearing was rescheduled for next week after the defendant refused to leave his cell today for a hearing on new charges. I'm Shay Stevens. This is NPR News.